Hey everyone, welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast, where you can hear our latest teachings and conversations. We've been on the theme of love all summer as a way of preparing us uh, for the new building, but it's not about the new building. It's really what we're praying for and hoping for is the beginning of a new season of ministry on Graham and Ann uh, for Christ, for Jesus. So it's, it's, when you hear me talk about the building, it's building schmilding. It's not about the building. It's about, you know, what we're doing uh, in the name of, of Jesus on this island and the building is just a it's it's a tool like this thing here is or this thing here is or you know whatever um so it doesn't matter what we build if we don't love like crazy it's just a bunch of noise you remember that was one of our sermons in the series um it's just a, it's just it's just a, a racket church without love is a is a racket right um uh, and it's no good to just talk about love and like just, to just a series on love all summer doesn't feel good, you know, and all that. It's no good to just, to just talk about it and nod and agree and say, amen, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're not prepared to actually go and, and love others with a Jesus, radical, ridiculous, lavish, unselfish love. It's no good to just sit here and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, somebody should do that. <laughs> you know, people should live that way. It's, 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 it's on us to, to go out and, and love others with a Jesus, radical, ridiculous, lavish, unselfish love. We're going to talk about that a bit more this morning, and then we're going to move on to the next, uh, the next series. We, we serve a king who not only eats with us and, and, and walks with us, we serve a king who gets up from the table. He takes the towel of a servant, wraps himself with the towel of a servant, and he takes some water, and he gets down on his hands and knees, and he, and he washes our feet. He, he cleans the, the, the filth from the cracks of your toes. He does. This is our king. Pharaohs don't wash feet. There ain't no pharaoh washing nobody's feet. That ain't happening. Kings and queens do not wash the feet of their subjects or their people. Caesar was not washing anyone's feet. And God washes your feet. Jesus he, he knows their hearts. We're going to read the text here in a moment. He knows their hearts. He knows where they've been and what they've stepped in. He knows where those feet have been. He knows what Judas is about to do. And he takes one of the lowest positions of service that a person could possibly take in that day, the, the position of a foot washer, because this is the way to change the world. More foot washing 
less back shooting. It's the way to change the world. It's John chapter 13, beginning in verse 1. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples, his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper. The devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So, he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. <laughs> Simon Peter exclaimed, then, then wash all of me. See how fast he, he it's like, no, never. Ever, ever, okay. <laughs> Wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. And Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. <laughs> and they start looking around. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what, is, that is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and said, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. Now, either the disciples' feet were so gross and disgusting that Jesus just could not eat until he cleaned those things up. <laughs> or, or there's a lesson, there's a reason that he wanted to teach us before he died on the cross. John gives us a clue. In fact, it's more like a clue. It's, it's more like a flashing neon sign at the beginning of this text, where John starts this section with the words, before the Passover celebration. And John, when John is writing this, he's writing this many years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So when he's writing this, as he's writing, he, he knows now what he did not know then. Do you, are you, you following this? He's writing this after the resurrection. So as he's writing, he knows now what he did not know at the time that this was actually happening. He knows now that Jesus is the Passover. See, in verse 1, he said, before the Passover celebration. 
But when he's writing this, he knows that it's all connected now. He gets it, that Jesus is the Passover. He's the, the embodiment, the fulfillment of the Passover. And the Passover was a celebration to remember um, when, when you took, when God's children took the blood of a lamb and they painted it over the, the door of the, of the house and those inside the house who were literally under the blood were spared. They were saved. They were rescued by God. And John knows that Jesus is the Lamb of God, and it's only under his blood, under the blood of Jesus, that we are saved from our sin. We sang this morning, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And John doesn't mention that that Passover is key. And he doesn't mention the Passover just so we can put it on a, on a specific date on the calendar, although it's really helpful for historians to do that. John mentions the Passover so that we would connect the dots of God's story from, from the, the fall of sin in the garden until this point right now, that we would be able to connect the dots of God's mission to redeem us. God sent a solution, capital S, a solution to our sin. And the time of his sacrifice, when we read about this foot washing, is very near. He's near the cross. In fact, the scripture tells us Jesus knows his time is short. The piece, all the pieces of the puzzle of his mission are falling into place. And what John knows now, that Jesus knew then, is that Judas had already ag agreed to betray Jesus. Look at the second part of verse 1. John 13, verse 1. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. Jesus knows what's going on in the room. He knows that Judas has already agreed to betray him. He knows that, that everything's in motion. I'm going to the cross, and these people are going to kill me. These people are going to crucify me and hang me on a cross. And yet John says he loved us in ministry, and he loved us right to the very end. In fact, in other words, none of, none of what was going on in the heart of Judas and how this was all, how Jesus was heading to the cross, affected his love for us. He, he loved us then, and he loved us now. He still loved us, even though he knew our hearts. See, love keeps on loving even when others don't deserve it. <laughs> right? It didn't say that Jesus loved some of us. He loved all of them, and that would include betrayer Judas. <clears throat> even when someone inside your bubble betrays you or sells out on you, even when you lose trust in someone, even when someone chooses um, money or gain over relationship, which is what Judas did for, you know, sells Jesus out for a bag of silver, for a box of donuts. And they couldn't have known it then. But when the disciples, after the resurrection, when they were looking back, they must have been stunned to think, you remember that night when Jesus got up from the table and took a towel and washed our feet, and they're talking about it, and they're like, Judas was in the room. 
And Jesus knew then what was in the heart of Judas, and Jesus got down on his hands and knees and washed the crud out of that man's feet, even though he knew what was in his heart. And there's a deep, deep lesson about love in there that, that we're supposed to see. Jesus loved Judas. Jesus washed his feet. Jesus could have called him out. You know, he just, he just hinted at it. One of you will betray me. He could have said, and, and it's, you know, and, and pointed it out. But love keeps loving even when those we love don't return our love. Sometimes, this isn't easy, but sometimes you love people just because it's the right thing to do. Sometimes you, you serve people because it's the right thing to do. You, you serve people who don't deserve it. Sometimes. And this has to be one of the reasons why Jesus gets up from the table and takes the position of the lowest of servants to teach us that serving others isn't about what others deserve. It's about being like Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Make sure we get it. Serving others is not about what they deserve. Serving others is about being like, like Jesus. When you serve those who don't deserve the serve, are you getting this? You're being like Jesus. You're crossing over the line from natural to supernatural. Because natural on my own, you ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting right on my own. You don't deserve it. So it ain't happening. But Jesus calls us to a higher standard and says, even if they don't deserve the serve, serve them anyway. Yeah. John makes sure that you see that the, the motivation in Jesus, the, the fire behind all of this was love. John wants you to see that. He loved us in, his, in that season of ministry, and he loved us right up to the very end. That's right there in that text. John wants you to see it. And love pulls you away from the table to get up and take the role of a servant and serve people who may or may not even deserve the serve. Love, see, when you get up from the table, you go from being a, a consumer, that's why you're at the table, to being a giver. I'm going to Instead of eating, I'm going to get up and, and serve. Love pulls you from a consumer to a giver, from the one being fed to the one who is blessing others. Now, you can eat with dirty feet. This is true. I've done it. <laughs> but there's a, it's not about dirty feet. There's another level of love in here, and it's deep and it's crazy, and it's radical, and it can change the world. No other teacher would ever, in that culture, no other teacher would ever, ever have washed their disciples' feet. This is 
This is otherworldly. This is other level kind of love. And you and I are a part of, 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 of this, this fellowship, this group of disciples. We're here this morning as, as followers of Jesus. If you call yourself one of those, then you are called to this level of love where the teacher, the one who deserves to be served, gets up from the table and says, no, I'm going to serve you, whether you deserve it or not. Are you, are you, you tracking? We are those who have also been called to follow this crazy way of loving others. Now, I've done foot washings while preaching this text before. I've had volunteers uh, come up and, you know, and we wash the feet while we're preaching the text. We've done that. If I had a basin and a towel and some water, would there be any volunteers this morning? Would anybody come up and say, oh, here, Pastor Tim, wash my feet? Feet are funny, aren't they? At one point in my sermon preparation, I thought, well, maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll invite everyone to take off their shoes, take off their socks, and just, we just sit here in our bare feet. But I thought, no, I won't do that. <laughs> the table, uh, so you can picture this in, in, in context. The table that they were eating at, those tables were very low. It's not like sitting at one of our dinner tables. Tables just a few inches off the ground. And they reclined towards the table on one elbow on a, on a cushion of sorts. And their feet were away, as far away from the table as they could get. So you're reclining kind of like this at a very low table with your dirty old feet hanging way out that way. And it was common that while you were eating, there was a servant in the house who would come and just wash your feet. That was common. Imagine what they are thinking. Imagine what the disciples are thinking when the person who they believe to be the Son of God, the Messiah, sent from heaven, gets up, takes off his outer robe, takes the servant's towel, wraps it around his waist. He takes the place of the missing servant. And as Jesus goes around and starts, it becomes obvious, oh, he's, he's going there. He's washing our feet. You know, just imagine, you know, um, if, I had, if I had only known that Jesus was going to wash my feet, um, if I had known that God was going to go there, I would have been more careful where I stepped. I... I might have cleaned my own feet first. I might have skipped dinner altogether, actually. I'm not feeling good. You guys have lunch. I'm, I'm, you know, if I had known. And Jesus is here. And Jesus may, well, he doesn't have to take the role of a servant. He is. But he might want to wash a particular part of your life right now. And you'd be like, 
oh man, like if I'd only known, I, I might be out, you know, for a walk. <laughs> I, might, I might not be here. I, you know, and, and we have to decide, like, am I going to let Jesus clean those parts of my life? Or am I going to resist it? What, what am I going to do when Jesus says, I'm, I'm here to clean that particular part of your life? In verse 7, uh, Jesus expects them to accept the washing by faith. He says, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but you will. He wants them to accept what he's doing by faith. You don't know now, but you will. That's, you, you don't have all the answers now, but you will. There are a lot of things that don't make sense right now, but they will. And Jesus wants them to accept what he's doing by faith. We don't always know what God is up to. Isn't that the truth? But we should always submit to what he's doing in our lives. There are some obvious parallels in the story. You've heard them all before. Um, such as, you know, when no one is there to serve, you jump in and be the servant. That's one of those obvious parallels from the story. Um, when you see a need, you know, meet it. You just get up and do it. Uh, nothing is below us or nothing is too dirty. No one is below us or too dirty. You've heard these things before. You learned this in Sunday school when, when felt bored Jesus went up on the... You remember felt bored Jesus? Come on, y'all remember. Yeah, felt bored Jesus. Um, you remember these things from Sunday school if you went. And those parallels are all true and good and we should see them and we should learn from them. But I think that one of the keys to, to this story that really drove this home, especially for the disciples after the resurrection when they got to reflect on these things, is the realization that God gives us what we don't deserve. It's there in the text. Judas has agreed to betray Jesus. And Jesus has agreed to forgive Judas. I'm going to back that up. Say it again. Judas has agreed to betray Jesus. And Jesus has agreed to forgive Judas. It's not about the dirt on your feet. It's about God's relentless grace. A grace that comes after us, a grace that will go anywhere to any length to redeem us, to bring us back. It's possible that Paul was echoing this scene in Philippians chapter 2. It's possible when Paul wrote in Philippians that he had this scene, or certainly one like it, in mind. When Paul wrote these words, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he, Jesus, gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave. Doesn't that sound like John 13? He was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. God help us 
when we see someone else's dirt and we don't want to go near them. When we're not willing to walk towards the mess. And we're followers of Jesus. Verse 6, Peter says, are you going to wash my feet? With all the attitude that he can, you know, like, I don't think so. And, and you've done this. I've done this. We resist God's work in our lives when we don't understand the process. And God starts to do something. You're like, I don't think so. We're not, we're not going there. Hey, that's just not happening. We resist it when we don't understand what God is doing. My parents um, never forgot one time they had hope in, the, in a car seat in their vehicle. Um, it was just last week. <laughs> it was not. It seems like just last week. And they're driving. I think they just picked her up from us, and they're driving, and they hear this little voice from the back seat say, where are you taking me? And sometimes we ask God that question, where are you taking me? Like, where is this going? What are you doing? And, and Peter does not want God doing things that Peter doesn't think God should be doing. <laughs> Anytime that we think that we know better what God should be doing, that's never good, Right? When I resist God because he's not, he's not going along with my plan. Hey, God, let me tell you how God works. <laughs> like, this is the way, God, this is supposed to go. It doesn't work that way, does it? There's, an, there's also an unpredictability in, in all of this. Who in the room expected Jesus to get up from the table and be the servant? Like, before dinner, the disciples were not thinking, I hope there's a servant but if not, no, no worries. We got Jesus. Like, he'll probably wash our feet. Like No one is thinking that. There's an unpredictability to all of this. Who thought Jesus would turn the water into wine? Who thought he would, he would just walk out on the water to calm the storm? Who thought he would draw on the sand and free a woman caught in adultery? Who thought he would go home and have dinner with a tax collector? Who thought he would die a, a Roman crucifixion? Who thought he would walk away from the tomb? There's an unpredictability. And it's good news this morning for all the, the unknowns in my life, for all the unanswered prayers, all the unanswered stuff in my life, because who knows? He's unpredictable. And, and he, he's... He's gonna, God is going to do what God is going to do. He's not predictable, but he's good, and he loves us, and he will serve us even when we don't deserve it. I'm thankful for that. Love is a, is a theme in this text. Serving is a theme. Washing is a theme. Bless you. God is not so disgusted by our filth that he won't cleanse it. Your sins have not 
extended past the reach of God's grace. That's good news. The towel is the cross. The water is his blood. Anyone and anything can be made right when Jesus serves you with his love. His grace is like water. Wasn't that rain good yesterday? His grace is like water. It flows to the lowest point. And God is not so disgusted by our filth, my filth, yours, that he won't cleanse it. Your sin is not extended beyond the reach of God's grace. The towel is the cross. The water is his blood. Anyone and anything can be made right when Jesus serves you with his love, when Jesus washes you clean. We shouldn't be hard on Peter. We want to be. You just want to slap him in the head. Like, what is your problem? But I have pride. You have pride. Um, I have things in my life that I'd rather God not get too close to. Like, I don't think so. We're not going there. No, 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 none of that. I'm like Peter sometimes. You are too. Don't be too hard on him. Um, and there's something, I mentioned it when I read the text, there's something that Jesus says that just Peter goes from, it ain't happening to have all of me. And it's that word belong where Jesus says, Peter, unless I wash you, you won't belong with me. And Peter's like, it just clicks. It's just like, whoo, wow, I'm yours. Here I am. Wash all of me. Um, Peter was thinking about the rules. You know, this isn't, this is not, Jesus, this is not how we do this. This is not the rules or religion. No other prophet does this. Jesus' prophets don't do this. Or ritual. Um, let's find the homeowner. Let's find where, where is that servant? Let's get him out here because, because when we eat, there's a ritual. This, there's someone supposed to come and wash our feet. But Jesus is bringing Peter to relationship. It's like Pastor John was sharing with us last week. Jesus wants us. He just wants us. It's not about how clean the feet are or where we've been. It's about letting God into my life, accepting the love of God without struggle. And Peter, Peter wants this level of relationship. He wants to belong with Jesus. This, this just hits him right in the heart. Have all of me. Wash my head. Wash my hands. I want every part of my life to be washed by the hands of Jesus. Let's pray together. And as we pray, a few questions of response for us to consider as we pray. Am I willing to serve people who don't deserve to be served? Wow. You get a picture of Jesus washing Judas's feet. Am I willing to go anywhere for Jesus, towards the messes, towards the yucky things, towards um, people or situations, frankly, I'd rather avoid. But Jesus calls us 
to serve them with love? Am I hiding my dirt from Jesus? Am I resisting? Now, Jesus, you're not going there. Not today. No, 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 no. Nope. On a scale of one to 10, how much do I love others? One more. What is the one thing I can do this week to just let someone else know that I love them? One thing that I can do this week to just let someone else know that I love them. They'll see the love of Jesus.